the best democracy money can buy. The Election Crimes Report. This is Greg Tallis with Dennis Bernstein reporting. And you're listening to our weekly election crimes bulletin with best-selling author, investigative reporter, Greg Pallast. Every week, uh, Greg joins us to try and help you um, fight for your fair and free vote, uh, insulate you from the various schemes that are being cooked up to undermine your ability to vote. And our good brother, Greg Pallast, has a major film that uh, is going to be released this week. He's got an article that just went up by Rolling Stone, the GOP's secret war against Voters will an anti-voter fraud program designed by one of Trump's advisors deny tens of thousands their right to vote in November. Great Palast, welcome back to our special bulletin. And it's getting exciting. Film coming up and the battle continues for the right to vote. Yes, Dennis. Uh, the film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, A Tale of Billionaires and Ballot Bandits, will be out soon. In fact... By coincidence, Dennis Bernstein and I, with comedian Will Durst, will be premiering it in the Bay Area on September 7th at the Grand Lake Theater as a fundraiser for KPFA. And go to kpfa.org to get the tickets. Um, I don't get a dime out of this, but what I do get is the uh, is the wonderful uh, KPFA, your weapon of mass instruction in the Bay Area. Now, this week, go to it, pick it up, Rolling Stone has a tremendous investigative report. I know about it because I wrote it. Uh, the GOP's secret war against voters. This is an investigation I've now been on, I say one year in the article, but it's really been two and a half years, uh, uncovering a system by which the GOP has re- already removed tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of voters from the voter rolls, and it's probably going to hit a million, Dennis, by November. Incredibly important. And this is where we we really came in the door with this series uh, and talking about uh, a guy by the name of uh, uh, Chris Kovac, who is yes. uh, at the core of this attempt to uh, uh, call it the 21st century version of uh, uh, Jim Crow, the electronic Jim Crow. Uh, talk a yes. little bit about, set this up, Greg. Well, the, we're excited. The uh, uh, Rolling Stone put it up today. We're happy to have you on. Lay this out. Give us a bit of a thumbnail sketch. Okay. Here's the deal. 29 Republican secretaries of state have given their voter rolls over to the Republican Secretary of State of Kansas. He's a right-winger who is just slapped down by the Supreme Court uh, for his uh, racially biased voting tricks. And now he has every Republican state's voter rolls, including the swing states of Ohio and North Carolina and Arizona. Now, what's he doing with these? He is cross-checking the list. What does that mean? He has a system called cross-check where he's looking for people who are voting in two states at once. So he says, for example, and this is a real example, Maria Cristina Hernandez, he says, has voted in Georgia. And she's also voted in Georgia, which is, by the way, I want to warn Maria Hernandez, that's a go-to-jail five-year felony crime to vote twice. Except in Georgia, she's voting as Maria Isabel Hernandez. So it's Maria Cristina Hernandez, supposed to be the same voter as Maria Isabel Hernandez. Now, believe it or not, the people in Kansas and this uh, uh, Chris Kobach 
who, by the way, is the guy who, uh, he just told me, I just spoke to him, uh, he did devise the plan for Donald Trump to force Mexico to pay for his wall, okay? But according to Kobach, uh, Maria Hernandez is not a common name, at least not common for Republicans. And so he can't imagine why those are two different people, Maria Christina Hernandez and Maria Isabel Hernandez. That's not an odd example. In his Now, here's the thing. Other than they have different names. Yeah, they have different names, right? So, but, uh, you know, I'm laughing. You can't distinguish, you're right. Mm-hmm. Right, so both both Maria Hernandez's, both Maria Christina and Maria Isabel lose their votes. They they stand both chance of losing their votes. Both. Now, here's how here's how the gimmick works. Here's the problem. And here's how I found out. Why hasn't this story been all over the press before? Because the answer is Kobach, this right-winger, Trump's operative. And he's, by the way, he's mostly doing this for the GOP. He's not doing it just for Trump. Uh, these are close Senate races in these states. The reason it hasn't been public is because no one's gotten the list. And, in fact, as far as I know, I'm the only journalist who asked for the list, and they told me flat out you can't get them. Because, think about it, uh, Dennis, if you vote twice, that's committing a felony crime. So these are lists of the criminal suspects, which, of course, are are uh, police confidential. The thing is, do you know how many people are on the suspect list? Seven million. Seven point two million people. Now, I wasn't supposed to get the list, but, you know, Greg Palast, if you know me, I do investigative reporting. That means we no is not the, an answer we appreciate. No is where we begin. And when they said it's confidential, we worked until we got um, the first list, which is out of Virginia, which immediately sent us a letter saying um, uh, we sent you this list by mistake. And one year I may give it back to them. Uh, I don't have to give back a list, which to me is uh, evidence of criminality. What's okay. the criminality? Okay, yeah. The way people's now, votes. back up, really, back up. Tell us, what do you, you know, who is on these lists? How do they come about? Who controls them, these okay. lists? Let me make it simple. It's a list where Kobach takes the list of 29 states' voter lists, compares the names, and when he finds two names that are the same, those people are put on the cross-check list sent back to their state, and they then are reviewed to have their vote taken away. Their vote can be taken away. Now, not everyone on the list will have their vote taken away. They, they make it a little complex process, frankly, to hide their steps. And so here's how it works. So, for example, they said publicly, now, obviously, there's a lot of Maria Hernandez's in this country, and a lot of David Lees, who are almost all Asian American, and David Kims, and and a lot of people, by the way, named Mohammed Mohammed, the most common name on the planet, and they are claiming, they claimed publicly, because they have announced the program publicly, that they checked the first name, middle name, last name, junior, senior, uh, address history, social security number, uh, date of birth. They've got to get the right guys. But in fact, when we got the instructions, it said if the Social Security numbers don't match, and by the way, roughly none of them do out of 7 million. Roughly none. They, <laughs> roughly none. Um, and um, if they don't match, don't worry about it. So, yes, they have the information. They ignore it. The middle name mismatches out of 7 million names they've collected, 2 million pairs Two million names are mismatched by middle name. Two million of the voters are mismatched by middle name. We have several hundred thousand which are mismatched, junior, senior, third. In other words, 
they have listed fathers and sons as the same person, the same voter illegally voting twice or registering twice, both lose their vote. Now, what is so dangerous about this? And why would Republicans be doing this? Do they, do Republicans have something against people with common names? Here's the trick. The, as the U.S. Census shows, and this is where I got into my own background in statistics and brought in a whole team of experts who do the database management for eBay and for American Express, etc. And they were horrified. Because they said, this is just a list of first and last name matches. It's childish. It's dangerous. And then they did a statistical run and said, and it's racially biased, massively racially biased, because 85 out of the 100 most common names in America, 85 are overweighted with minorities, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, uh, Asian Americans, who, by the way, vote nearly as democratic as black Americans. People don't realize that. I mean, they're, they're, they were 74%. It's looking like over 80% of Asian Americans are going to vote democratic this year. So you have a lot of people and like named Mohammed Mohammed. <laughs> You've got a lot of people named. Um, yes, there are a few white names like John Smith, but even the names like Smith, You'll, you know, like the actor, the, uh, you know, the African-American actor, Will Smith. I mean, it's a very common name. So even the white names are substantially black, but the black names and the Hispanic names, like Garcia, for example, is 94% Hispanic. It, it always puzzles me. Who are the other 6% of Garcias who aren't Hispanic? But that's a minor point. You know, there are five Dennis Bernsteins. At least three of them are writers. Actually, one of them is down there with the UNLA. He writes on hockey. Uh, I guess all the Dennis Bernstein's. <laughs> yes, five. and, and there, there's another ethnic group, by the way. Uh, uh, the Jewish population, you have a lot of Levies. Levies. Uh, and, um, and so what happens is, and you have a lot of ethnic groups where they're not in the top 100. They're very small, but like, for example, uh, a lot of, um, of uh, Nepali Tibetans have the last name Sherpa. Uh, a lot of Indians are named um, Singh if, you know, if, um, you know, so they're named Singh. And so you, you have these commonalities in um, in ethnic names, which you which are Democrats, uh, which you don't have in uh, like, for example, Chris Kobach. There's one uh, uh, Charles Koch. There's two. I looked it up. Uh, David Koch. There's three. There That's it. And, and it's very and they, believe me, they're not on these lists. And so what's happening is you end up with basically a hit list of ethnics. And, and what they do is, now they got a list of 7 million deaths. They're not removing all 7 million. There's another way that they bias, there's two ways that they bias the program. Okay, it's already racially poisonous, the list. On top of this, they send out postcards to people that look like junk mail. Now, the junk mail experts we spoke to said this is the worst. This is this postcard is meant not to be returned. It's it's like inscrutable small print doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even say you're accused of voting twice. It just says please confirm your your voting address. Now most people say well it's confirmed you just mailed this to me, schmuck. <laughs> you, know, it's like, you know so people throw it away, but which people throw it away? According to the experts, that. The chance that someone under 25 throwing away their card, in other words, likely to vote Democratic, uh, likely to throw away a card, is 900% higher 
than oh, someone over 65. White people respond to government threatening notices twice as uh, uh, at twice the rate of of African Americans uh, and Hispanics. The you know so you have uh, an ethnic difference, you have a um, an age difference, all again prejudicing towards the Republican voter. And then here's so that if a few Republicans get caught, they're probably elderly white suburban suburbanites who will return their card and save their vote. Now, here's the other trick, uh, as our experts told us. The post office doesn't like to tell you this, but they don't deliver a lot. They don't deliver all the mail in uh, in low-income areas. You just don't get it. Or if it's in a building with a bunch of boxes, they, they don't care which box they put it in. Uh, people who have low incomes, the unemployed uh, and young people like students, are, you know, move around. So they don't, they may be legal voters, but they're not at their at their uh, mailing address when these cards come in. Like students who are legally registered get these cards in the summer and they, they've lost their chance to vote. And you don't know you've lost your chance to vote until you either show up and find out. They don't even tell you, oh, your list is double voter. They say you're inactive, whatever that means. Sorry, you can't vote. So it is, we do know. They won't tell us, like I say, they were hiding the names from us. I got two million of the seven million names anyway. They will not tell us the names of the people they've actually finally removed, though Virginia told us that they had 40, that they eliminated 41,000 people already. 41,000. 41,000. And listen to this. Chris Kobach, who came up with the system, when I said, look at your list that you sent to Virginia. These aren't matches. They're different people, different middle names. He says, oh, well, um, first he said that those names weren't on the list. And I said, sorry, but we got this list from your computer. Try again. Uh, yes, the other day when I told him Rolling Stone was rolling with this, he said, he called me up actually and said, yeah, that's our list. And he said, but people don't have to use the list. I said, Virginia used your list. 41,000 names were removed. He said, they can't have removed them. That's like a violation of federal law. He said that. He's a law professor, right? And he, because he told them they have to go through a procedure and they said, ah, skip it. This isn't write the names off. Really? <laughs> so, and that's what most states are doing. They're not going through some fancy procedure. They're just writing the names off. Right. And even if they go through a fancy procedure, these are not double voters. This is just a racist cull. This is just like what happened when I caught Catherine Harris removing black men from the voter rolls as felons because Will Smith in Florida, uh, who's an innocent voter, he uh, some guy 50 years ago in Ohio committed a felony crime with the same name. And that was it. That's the only connection. All right. Okay. That's the voice of Greg Pallast. His article uh, just on the Rolling Stone website right uh, as we speak, uh, the GOP's secret war against voters. Uh, he is covering the 216 election for a Rolling Stone. And this is a, a very important piece that we are talking about. It's been a, a theme in this weekly series we've been doing uh, for you, the Election Crimes Bulletin. There is a film uh it is uh, going to be premiering doing its uh, bay area premiere on september 7th we're proud here to be a part of it uh and uh greg say a little bit more uh, about the film uh, we're all pretty excited yeah uh well it, it's it's interesting because it's a uh, first of all it is the actual filming of this investigation for rolling stone where i hunt down the lists get the lists 
I actually go to Ohio and North Carolina, and I uh, meet these criminal double voters, including one. Uh, uh, there's a guy 15. who votes who votes as a woman named Willie. He's on the list as uh, uh, supposedly one person votes as Willie May Nelson, and then also votes as Willie H Nelson in another state. And so I confronted this evil, uh, this evil double voter, um, Willie May Nelson, and it's true he has pigtails. So I asked him if that's how he got away with being a woman, but I didn't see how they, he got away with the beard. Um, and so that's why I asked him, "Are you?" So uh, you know, he kept. Did he also sing Willie's. a song, or? <laughs> yeah, he does. But it, uh, I actually, he sang "We Shall Overcome" uh, for me, and uh, but and you'll see uh, uh, that plays in. That's an important part of the film. What's happening is we. I not only go after, and then I go jump this guy, Chris Kobach, who is the, um, uh, you know, who's the Secretary of State of Kansas, Trump's boy, who is running this purge program called Crosscheck. And he refused to meet with me. So I actually showed up at a park with a, uh, with a camera crew, and I had one of those fat microphones with a little cube on it where I had the number four custom made so i look like a local channel for um uh camera crew and got through to him it wasn't completely a deception because rolling stone wouldn't let me do this but channel four of london england wanted the footage so it was quite honest <laughs> so it's it true channel and i i grabbed him and then of the course channel fours of the world <laughs> beware <laughs> and so i grabbed his hand and started congratulating him on his uh, vote uh vote fraud hunting uh uh, cross-check system, and he was smiling, and, and then he looks up and realizes, uh-oh, Greg Pallast. <laughs> and he tries to get away with me, but I wouldn't let go of his hand. And the only way he got out of it is we had to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. We do this in the film. We say the Pledge of Allegiance. And then he tries to run away with me, but it's an ice cream social. And by the way, for the Republicans, only vanilla, no chocolate. I'm not kidding. And he's he's trying to eat his ice cream and run away from me. No, no, and no. Call me you a liar. are kidding. You are kidding. At the same Not time, this is all in the film. Oh, it, only vanilla. And he's trying to run away, eat his vanilla ice cream, yelling at me I'm a liar. And then there's kind of an elder riot of these old Republicans grabbing my, my fedora and uh, and uh, my list, et cetera. And then I go on the hunt. Who's behind him? And, of course, I mean, I'm not giving away much because there's so much so much going on here. We have cartoons. The guy who did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit did cartoons for us. So I do go back to the old story of the felon purge in Florida, but it's done as a Saturday morning cartoon with that dangerous duo, Catherine and Jeb. And uh, that's a good cartoon. Then I also go hunt down the billionaires behind these scams, including, for example, J.P., uh, John Paulson, the foreclosure king, the guy we talked about in prior um, flashpoints and prior election crimes bulletins as the the real billionaire behind Donald Trump. And I have, uh, but to understand how this guy made his billions, which was by crashing the mortgage market. In other words, he didn't just bet against the mortgage market in 2008. He kicked it over a cliff and just, and I'm telling you, he escaped jail by nothing more. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've taken him on on this. By hiring the former chairman of the SEC for over $10 million to protect him, to keep him out of prison. And he walked away clean with $5 billion personally, not his company. His company made $14 billion. Listen, We have Greg. this guy. Yeah, I jumped this guy. And, and um, I jumped this guy in the film. 
and you'll see it. It wasn't easy. We had to sneak into a thousand dollar a plate dinner and, uh, which we did by looking like, uh, other rich people showed up at his Hamptons place in our very cool James Bondy speedboat that I have. Uh, Literally in a boat with a tuxedo? This. Come on. The whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I, All and, right. And well, I had, but remember, a hat with a, with, I just gotta tell you one other thing. I used it, I had a hat with a hidden camera in it. <laughs> so All right. Okay. Listen, uh, Mr. Palast, uh, a yeah. pleasure every week. Uh, film coming up in the Bay Area, September 7th. More at uh, gregpalast.com. People can hear these bulletins at Greg Palast or also at flashpoints.net, kbfa.org. We are delighted to do this with you, Greg. We'll talk soon. Stay tuned. You've been listening to The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, the Election Crimes Report with Dennis Bernstein, and this is Greg Pallast reporting. For more information, go to www.gregpallast.com.